more woke propaganda being pushed by the mainstream media. (laughs) I know it's Brad. I just want him to say it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes. But Chris, neither of us own this on VHS. It's sad, isn't so. it? I haven't got to the M yet. We'll see. <laughs> I if you, I don't even know if this came I out. I won't. I won't own you know? it. No, Brad. <laughs> Or Chris, but first Brad, had you ever seen this before? I saw it last night. Oh. So is that a no? Before that's, last that's night, a, no. So we have a virgin experience. I've never seen it. Well, we have two virgin experiences. Yeah, that's why I was texting you guys like crazy when this first started. I've never seen this movie. Well, I know that, but now I have your reaction. <laughs> it's a veteran it's a veteran for you anyway guys um i do have a question for you are we f- friends through eternity loyalty and honesty yeah <laughs> will we stay together through thick or thin friends forever will be together we're on top because we play to win friends forever <laughs> Jesus. So, like, starting off, the cover of this movie is tight. It's so cool. Every cover I've seen is just really cool looking. You guys sent me the the description of this movie, and I'm thinking, okay, it's set in Miami in the 80s, so it definitely involves cocaine to some capacity. And that was right. Then you've seen the box Mm -hmm. art. I'm like, I want to try cocaine after looking at this box art. (laughs) Have we mentioned the, the name of the movie? Miami Connection. Okay. <laughs> I don't think yeah. we have. I didn't think we did. We went right into it. I think I think we're all jazzed about this. Oh, I love this movie. It was Brad, so much Brad fun. Tried some new hobbies today. <laughs> <laughs> His wife comes home. He's he's just like I cleaned the entire house. I'm fucking I'm fucking jazzed. I would have just be like it was like I Hey guys, you know where I can find any drugs? <laughs> There's like a hole through the wall. What were you doing, Taekwondo? <laughs> oh i fucking love yk kim this guy is like a successful um well now he now he teaches martial arts but he's a successful martial arts teacher uh and a public speaker who like comes in and like fires up a business and everything are you you talking about the the main guy in the band star the star of this the half director the half you know creator of the story and the producer YK Kim. Go to IMDb, man. There's three cast photos. The rest are all blank. That's on like That's weird. Who who is that? So uh yeah, let's get into the quick facts of this. Directed by Richard Park and YK Kim. We've got screenplay by Joseph Diamond. But the story is also by Richard Park and Y.K. Kim, distributed by uh, Manson International. And then later on, the people that brought this back into the world, the Draft House Films. Oh, 
thank you. Thank you, Draft House. This is, so awesome. this is such a great story. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, original release date was August 26, 1988. But the re-release was December 11th, 2012 at a budget of approximately $1 million. There's no box office because this only came out in a few theaters back in the day in Florida. But, you know... As someone who's been the Alamo Draft House, and, and I know there's a lot of draft houses now, I wish I could have saw this in a draft house. Yeah. I love the draft house. Uh, there was a whole bunch of controversy around the one in Kansas City. But as a company, I've heard they're they're overall pretty good. And it's the experience for guests is amazing. Yeah, both times I've been to the draft house, it's been an absolute blast. I mean, for the 10 years I lived in KC, I watched every Marvel movie at release at the draft house. Bought commemorative cups. They do like special meals. You get drunk while you're watching it. And that was back when Marvel was good, right? Hey, 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 hey. Ah. Marvel's never been good. It's never been good. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because we don't like it now. We have to go back in the past and pretend like we don't like it. I haven't seen the new ones. And then then we can, then we can start to title our episodes. Is Marvel dying? Has Disney destroyed Marvel? I watched Black Adam the other day and I enjoyed it. So wait, but that's DC. I know it's bad. That's what I'm saying. I'll probably like all the new Marvel ones as they stream at my house. You broke my brain for a second. I'm like, I, Adam. I was like, what? what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, man, this is probably going to be terrible. And I was like, this is pretty tight. Yeah. I like this. There's this hot take. I like the Snyder Cut. So I don't know if everybody. Oh, that is that was the only good version of it. Yeah. I hated well, the yeah. other one. Because the first one was god awful. <laughs> yeah, Snyder Cut was good. I mean, it's four hours. But... I mean, yeah, it, it was good comparative, but I still don't think it's a very good film. Did something just fall off your shelf? I don't know. Was that me? <laughs> yeah, that was something fell off your oh, shelf. Oh shit! I did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> that was the the brain gremlin. It's like stop talking bad about Marvel. Do you want me to talk? Do you want me to talk bad about DC? He's got no problem with that. (laughs) I used to uh, take Fridays off every once in a while and just go to the movie. Back when theaters would open up at like nine in the morning on Fridays and go watch the new Marvel releases or the Star Wars and. I actually have to take off tomorrow because they're like, you have too much vacation time, and I'm like, all right. Oh no. They're like, you hit your, your cap and you're going to go over. And I'm like, oh, no, taking off on Friday, three-day weekend. Sounds great. Hey. I'm cool Go watch uh, The New Evil Dead. Yeah. I tried to get my brothers to watch that with me, but one's like, oh, I'm going to bring my stepkid. And the other one's like, I'm going to bring my wife. And I'm like, you guys all suck. You should only hang out with me when I want to go to the movies. <laughs> me, me, this me, me, me. fair. <laughs> Damn it. First they take Bud Light from me. Now the movies with my brothers. <laughs> Fucking society. I'm going to sue Fox News. I'm going to get that money, just like Dominion. Yeah. Just give me that money. All right. Anyway, let's get into this film starring YK Kim as Mark, Vincent Hirsch as John, William Urgel as Jeff. Oh, I'm going to need help with this one. Nope. The Young Joe as Yoshido, Kathy Cooler as Jane, 
Joseph Diamond as Jack. That's a fucking great name. My name is Joseph. Joseph Diamond. Oh, okay. Uh, Marie Smith as Jim, one of my favorite characters in this film. Not the MMA Marie Smith. The, that's who I thought it was at first. I'm like, oh, Marie Smith. That's cool. Like, He was heavyweight champ for a while. Oh, wow. That, way over my head. Uh, and then we yeah. got Angela Jeanette. Genato as Tom. Oh, it's Angelo. Angelo Genato as Tom. I wonder if this is the guy who wrote the music. One of these guys wrote all the music. I thought it was John Oates at first from Holland Oates. Oh, I hope so. No. And the music, uh, though, that's that's a thing. And I just wanted to let everyone know a lot of my notes in this is from Taekwondo Rockers versus Cocaine Dealing Ninjas, the two the true story of the Miami Connection, which you can uh, go on YouTube. Vice has it. It's like a twenty three minute episode. Fantastic. They do a lot of interviews with YK Kim and some of the other people in it, and the, they tell you the great story that Zach Carlson, who who is actually in the the entire you know. Uh, episode he is a movie programmer a film writer and a rabid vhs collector who blind bought the original 32 millimeter cut of the film for 40 dollars off ebay in 2009 that's how we got this beautiful thing he just like oh there's a movie oh a whole movie for 40 dollars yeah isn't that the the guy that created alamo I don't know if he created Almo. Because if so, I, I listened to another podcast that's out of Austin, Texas, and they were friends with Alamo. Like oh. as it was coming up and it said like a lot of times they would just watch what this guy had in his collection and you would sit yeah. on couches. Oh dude, his collection. I, I looked it up, there's another I forgot I didn't write it down, but they were just showing off his collection. It's fucking unreal. So I would not be surprised if he's like the creator or co-creator of Alamo Draft House. If we cared more about facts, we would have looked it up. It was a fact no, fuck that. I did enough. Look I know you did. This I did. is so much. We'll say, Zach, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for your service here. That was great. Thanks for finding this thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad this movie came back. Uh, and then a lot of my other notes are for Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia had some pretty good stuff on this. Uh, I also watched... Um, a portion of this when Red Letter Media did it. Just, I mean, Red Letter Media, I love them. Those there's, hacks. There's like a, hacks. a commentary video that I kept finding while I was trying to get this. I don't know who it's by, but it I wonder if they tracks. did comment. Oh, Rift Tracks did this? Yeah, they did a they did a whole thing. You can watch the movie as Rift Tracks. It's like uh you can watch it free on Prime if you have – you just get an add-on or oh, okay. you can pay for the Rift Trap one. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, that actually would be enjoyable. I, I like those guys, the Rift Trap people, and because they were the ones who did um, the original uh, Mystery Science, right? I don't know. I've never heard the, the words Rift Trap together. I'm pretty sure it's like one of the original Mystery Science. If so, then that would be great. I love Mystery Science. All right. You guys uh, ready to just get right into this? Oh, well, first, let's go into some of the production notes. I already said that YK... Um, <clears throat> sorry, guys. I got... <clears throat> there we go. Uh, YK Kim is a very successful public speaker and martial arts teacher, but uh, there's some more interesting things on him where basically when... He didn't realize how hard a movie would be. 
And I feel like this happens a lot with these, you know, like films that are directed and written, produced and everything by the same people when it's like their first time. So he basically went through almost all of his money within 10 days because he didn't realize how expensive movies would be like this movie basically bankrupted him and uh, no one would buy this film. In fact, most of the distributors he talked to told him to burn it. Oh, uh, burn it or throw it in the trash. This isn't E.T. or anything like that. The Atari game, not the movie. Yeah, I do understand why, like, no one would take the risk on this to put in the theater. But this is like the perfect nowadays movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just something that we found in the past. And we're like, no, this movie was made with a lot of heart. It's crazy. Um, I don't think it would have played well back in the day. And they would have lost a lot of money. Probably it would have been the ones that somebody's like, hey, my uncle owned this movie back in the day. You want to check it out? It's pretty funny. But nobody really liked it then. I, I'm just glad that he continued to work on the film and, you know, like reworking portions and refilming and getting a little bit of money to finally, you know, get this up. And it sucks that he gave up on this. Everyone gave up on it. Everyone just like kind of for, went on with their life and forgot about this film. And, you know, he just wanted to make a positive film, which is funny because when you look at a lot of the, the gore in this, but he just wanted to make a positive film and like put it out into the world and, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that Zach Carlson. Oh, he is. He is a programmer at the Alamo Draft House Cinema in Austin, Texas. And he's the one who found it. OK, so that's just a little bit like you can look up stuff on YK Kim. He's just he's very successful old man who is just kicking ass still. Pretty incredible. He seemed kind of old in this movie. Some I know of those shots. And I was like, did they come back 30 years later to film? Some of these. I think he was in his 40s already when this movie came out. Was he? Yeah. One of the funniest things about this entire film is like how they're trying to play him off, especially like he's just going to college for the first time. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're just all going to college here, guys. <laughs> it's like the Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the, the, the very end scene because I noticed the one guy's just wearing like a gray wig. But when he's looking at him and I was like, did they wait for that man to actually turn gray and film it? Because YK Kim looks pretty old then. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't remember the beginning of this. So when this first starts out, it shows ninjas like stealing cocaine and then riding off in motorcycles. And I literally screamed at the TV. I go, motorcycle ninjas. Holy shit. I don't remember this. Yeah. The biker, the song playing is bikers by day ninjas by night. Yeah. And do they remember to take the money also, or do they get like, they get bitched out by Yoshito. But he was there when they took the money. That's why I was confused. confused. I was like, he was the white ninja. You took it when they were there. Yeah, he's there. And then, yeah, that whole scene, he's just like, well, you only got the cocaine. Well, let's spread this out. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did the. To the people who wrote this script forget that he's the ninja who wears white and he was there? They did. There's yes. tons of repeated cuts in this okay. movie, like literally a loop of a cut. So there is an explanation about this. There's multiple cuts out there. Now, the first time I watched this was on Netflix way back in the day when they had this streaming. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. So um, when they initially put this out, 
this scene in the front, they didn't have in it. It just started off with them, you know, like going into the club and starting to play. Oh, so, really? Yeah. They didn't have the cocaine ninja? No, they didn't. They didn't have it like um, initially when Netflix put this out. I found the story behind it. And then later on, like when they were distributing the Blu-ray and everything, they added this scene back into the movie. Yeah, I mean, it still makes no sense, but it, it's a cool opener. It like just shows that there's ninjas in a bike gang that are ninjas by t- well, night, bikers by day. The real reason this has effect, because when you see all the killing and everything at the beginning of this film for this like five, ten minutes, whatever this opening is, you know, you like you set the tone, you understand violence is going to come. But if you take this scene out of it, like we watched this movie just seems like pretty harmless kung fu fighting. There's no blood or anything like that until the very end when it goes fucking crazy. That's the movie that I initially saw where it just goes from like zero to 60 where they're cutting people's fucking heads off. (laughs) So I actually think this is a better viewing experience when you cut out the beginning because you're like, what the fuck is going on? But tonally, it's terrible because there's no consistency when you watch it that way. But for someone like me and when we're sitting around drinking beer, great. One of the best like so bad it's great movie experiences i've ever had because there was like we had a bunch of people who didn't watch these type of films what happened was we were all sitting in my friend stephanie's apartment and it started to pour so we couldn't go out to the bar because no one wanted to drive in the rain well like i brought actually like a like a 24 pack i wish it was bud light but i'm pretty sure it was coors light um so i brought it and, you know, we were just sitting there. We had other beer and everything. And we start watching this like eight people in a small apartment. And it was a fantastic experience. It was great. Yeah, I couldn't imagine watching this with people. It was, it was it, We it were was yelling so, at the screen. So much better. Without commercials, too. I, I had oh, commercials yeah. on this one. And it would like take me out. I, I got to say, I was struggling with sleep for a minute. And those commercials were not helping. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, no. yeah. Another. Oh, oh. <laughs> But right. I can tell you, you know what will wake you up? A new dimension in rock and roll. Dragon sound. Yeah. Yeah, they go to the bar, they go to the club, and people are into this music way too much. It is like the corniest, we're best friends that ever have been, and people are like, fucking party! The time of their lives. It's like, they're like lifetime Grateful Dead fans at a dead show for the first time ever, you know? It's like, oh, the, and the, the girl the- in this, who's like mom dancing? Woo! And they're not, they're not playing their instruments. Like you can see, like when it's the guitar solo, the guy doesn't even have his hands on the guitar at all. Whoever goes and sees this for the first time, pay attention to YK Kim, which is the lead actor in this. Pay attention to him attempt to play bass or whatever he's holding. I couldn't tell. There is one point where he's like, and he's clearly not even hitting the strings. Because I imagine the guy who wrote all this and was playing the majority of it, he's just like, no, no, don't hit the strings because it will make a sound. So YK Kim's like. Yeah, they're, they're clearly they were not in rhythm head. with like the actual music coming out of there. And, and uh, no. um, um, the chest hair, just rocking the chest hair there. I thought it was John Oates at first. Oh, like, yeah. Wait, is a shirtless John Oates up there like getting after it? So, he, so he's on the Vice um, show that they had. And uh, he's so funny because he's just like, no, no, you know, he's he's very calm too. Uh, you know, we just like we 
that uh, was one of the first songs that we put together for it. And uh, YK thought it was fantastic. And so I just kept writing. And um, if you notice, I'm rocking like a spectacular mullet back in the day. And I was like, you're damn right you were. <laughs> oh, is he the mullet guy then? Yeah, he's the mullet the, guy who I, wrote all He just all appears the... at one time in the movie and doesn't come back. But He does. Like... I noticed that too. Like after that... they go and get the suit. Yeah, it's like after the, the fight in the very end, you just don't yeah. see him again. He's just gone. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I mean, when you write when you write this kind of music, flexing in the car to the babes, right? Please, please tell me who wrote the note. Italian, Irish, Korean, Israeli, African. More woke propaganda being pushed by the mainstream media. <laughs> I know it's Brad. I just want him to say it. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting on that and it's like i know that get you going here so like, so we're... i think sharing notes on google docs is one of the greatest things ever now that's <laughs> just like reading your guys's notes well because you think of things that i that i overlook and then i'll see something that was like kind of just really weird you know like we'll get into it but the bar owner he, the club owner he's having a great time there he's got two girls on each you know on each arm and he's rocking and rolling and um all yeah. right so my note, my next note is Jane's boyfriend looks like Michael Phelps and her brother looks like Kmart Brett Michaels. <laughs> her boyfriend looks like somebody. I didn't look Michael Phelps. to see who he's, what he's been in, but that's Vincent, right? There's John. I don't know. He's just the tall he, Irish dude, guy. Dude, he hasn't been in nothing either. He's been in Goshushi Doran in 74 and then Miami Connection. That's it. He looks familiar, though. And he's still in really good shape. They showed him like eight years ago or six years ago, this Vice episode. You know, he's still skinny like that. I'm like, man, we might want to get into martial arts, guys, because all these guys stay in great shape. Yeah, yeah. I just have to quit the podcast, though, because, you know, after we start, you know, doing all this martial arts stuff, we're going to immediately start a band. Yeah. I've got a Uh, bunch of gear. Yeah, positivity. (laughs) (laughs) The most positive. Just talk positive about all yeah. nerd things everybody else freaks out about. Marvel's great. Everything they do is great. I love it so much. Something like that. CGI it's just, that's has one. got worse over the years. <laughs> I don't care if their president said that he wants to do quality over quantity. It's all been quality to me. <laughs> is this about the time in the yeah. movie they go to... So, do you think they were working with Central Florida, the University of Central Florida, and that's because they keep at one point they're wearing Central Florida shirts, and then they go to University of Central Florida, and they have the signage up there and everything. And I wonder if the University of Central Florida admissions was thinking, you know, I know we can attract potential recruits here. You know, fuck Disney World. You know, fucking Miami Connection. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think I just realized why the gang wants to kill the band. That's their hangout. Because the boss was just sitting at a chair and everybody, because I have a noose necktie. One of the guys walks into the the club just wearing a noose around his neck, like a full (laughs) fucking noose. But that's their hangout. And then he sees his sister with the dude. And that's what sparked it. That's all. Oh, that's what I I know. But like, it's so, it's so extreme. Like, he's just so mad. It's just like, yeah, I I do. I do have the uh, one where they pulled up here. Let's pull up and listen to. The, uh, I don't know, like the dad in this band. I'm going to call it dad band. Can can I do that? Yeah. 
<laughs> Your music's for old people. What are you in here for, man? Waste hey, look, my time? Bitch. I thought I fired you once. Dude, yeah, you fired me once because of the goddamn dragon sound. That's bullshit. They came in here to play goddamn songs for kids. Now, who are you bullshit? They play a lot better than you, man. You play music's for old people. Music. Your music's for old hey, people, buddy. Hey, look, man, you don't know what music's all about. I tell you what, are you deaf? You sure don't know how to play, I tell you that. That's my ass. Got it? Ooh. Tell me, That's it, man. buddy, you're history. You're full of shit. You want to go out of here and hey. play So much fun. I want to watch the movie again. <laughs> this is asking routinely. I forgot to mention before that was when um, John was walking with uh, what's her name? Uh, the sister. The sister, Jane. And they come up to her, her brother, Jeff, and he's like, This guy's bad news. I don't like him. And it just like punches him in the face, like out of nowhere. Dude. They're just typing away in that computer class, and the the instructor is like the nerdiest sounding stereotypical oh. voice ever. And you know, Jeff, and you, could, like, you could do more code now than that whole that whole building in like five seconds. Dude, that those keyboards, I was like, this is, I that teacher's got to be insane. There was a guy at work who got like one of those big, huge. He liked the big. Mechanical keyboards, keyboards, mechanical keyboards. And um, it was so loud that we like he basically was told you can't have that during meetings anymore. It's so fucking loud. That's why I don't type when we're I don't type when we're recording because of it. Oh, they're pretty loud, man. But some people love them, and you're one of them, apparently. I love yeah. gaming. And like let you know when you hit buttons and shit. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, we already went through this. Oh, man, that 80s gym. Mm. I love 80s gyms. I, just... I, I love the gang. It's like a bunch of, you're talking about the gang working out, right? Yeah. In the gym. Yeah, they're just a bunch of like smart ass idiots goofing around, drinking beers. Like they're just having fun. The, the, the two like skinny, scraggly looking long hair dudes. And then the big fat guy. Oh, like, have you seen my brother? He's like, right. I haven't seen anybody since the 60s. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But it was funny. <laughs> I was like, I don't even get that joke. And they're just oh, I also like, so they reuse um, when they introduce the gym twice. They show this like big lady working out. Like she's tall and big. And I just see her on that machine that goes back. I forget what it's called, where it works your chest and everything like that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, 80s, 80s gyms are so glorious. Like I just and they always put the, like the best characters in 80s gyms. You know, nowadays you'd have a bunch of ripped people and it would be boring, but not in the 80s, baby. <laughs> I miss ugly people in movies. I do too. Like, where's so much more interesting? Normal teeth, normal looking people. Like we could have been in movies in the eighties, not now. Oh, well, no. Remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's one of the reasons that's so endearing and so good is that people look just weird. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Say, yeah, All right. Notes here in that uh, gym where it's like everyone's like yelling and screaming, but they're not lifting much weight, and they're also still doing like really <laughs> terrible form. 
Yeah, man, uh, this is the most cocaine-fueled movie and episode I think we've done. Wow, we we're bouncing everywhere. That's great. It's the energy of the fucking it's, movie, though. Like, yeah. the so movie, you're just like, dah, 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 dah. I don't even like action movies normally, like this kind of thing. And it it's great. Just keep it coming. Oh, I mean, the, the karate outside of the college is so awkward. It is definitely like you know how like samurai cop that we did last week like all of that is awkward like the entire movie is just a bunch of awkwardness that like is this scene where like he's doing all the demonstrations like that one scene where he puts his fist in, in the his guy's mouth, mouth. <laughs> we can't afford a slow-mo camera just move slow but i noticed a lot of the choreograph or whatever the word for fighting is but i've seen a lot of that where like when he's fighting the whole group of the the everybody they get in front of him and they stop for a sec so that he can hit them and then they'll get in there and stop for a sec they were doing the same thing when they're doing this like just way within but he's jumping out of the way and i was like with them it could be explainable because they're friends sparring and they don't want to actually kick each other but if there's one thing this podcast is known for is we all at least two of us needed speech therapy growing up because as soon as we're about to say a word that we know we're like i don't feel confident choreography choreography choreographies (laughs) remember when marvel came out with the externals with the celestials Uh, i was in speech therapy for a long time now i can't shut up I was told by a therapist, you know, like, oh, I think you needed speech therapy. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I made my own podcast. I thought it would work. It didn't. Yeah. It hasn't got better. I've listened to almost every episode. Do you do you just just as bad? Yeah, consistent. <laughs> I'm consistent. Uh, listen, people who need speech therapy is not something to laugh at, okay? Okay. No. But you can laugh at me. God sense, but you can make fun of yourself. Yes, you can still laugh at me though, because it's pretty ridiculous sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Extraterrestrials. I actually listened to our last nerd news podcast, and I'm like, man, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) Just blame it on the bourbon or whiskey or whatever you got there. That's yeah, bourbon. Um, thank you, Costco, for selling me lots of bourbon cheap. That's not terrible. I, I... No, it's rated pretty high. Mm-hmm. Kirkland signature, bud. <laughs> I no, know it's a man's beer. I fucking love Costco's food. It's really good. <laughs> um, I do wonder now, Brad, you brought up that, you know, I wonder if you at um, University of Central. It's University of Central Florida. Yeah, right? UCF. UCF. I do wonder if they were cool, like if they're actually shooting on their premise or if they're like shooting at some high school that they made look like there's a college look like ucf there yeah i think back in the day colleges probably just didn't give a crap but whatever they also didn't take up much room he made a yeah. ass of himself in the doorway getting his girlfriend's attention Plus, and then all, they sorry. just walked down the path that was it and they were in the parking lot well also it would be fun to ask the actors or whatever but you know all it takes is like one actor to be going to that school and then them have a film class and be like, yeah, we're shooting our movie here. Be like, oh, okay. I mean, why not? 
Uh, need to get rid of the band Dragon Sound yeah, so you can control that area. What the fuck? Why? What is the logic? I agree, Brad. What the fuck it's is so, the logic? I'm so confused by it, too. That's why I was, I was I've been wondering, like, why they hated him so much. It's like saying, we and why can't they just shoot him? Yeah. And what, so was the band for old people? Were they part of the gang before they became part of the gang? That's why there well, is continuity errors in yeah. this. I'm well, betting. Well, I mean, and then her brother, which is like, he's like the, I don't know, like the second in command of this giant. He's the you know, the boss. I think the ninja. No, no, no. Is, the, the old, the old guy's the boss. The ninja. Yeah. That's also yeah, but I, I, think, I think the the ninja group controls that smaller gang. But yeah, Jeff yeah. is the boss of that gang. Correct. Yes. But so he is the the head honcho. But he, his ninja thing is his ninja thing. He just has his fingers yeah. and other stuff. But they're I brothers because just... he said your brother's dead. Yeah. Okay, that confused me too because at one point when the leader of this gang that we're talking about does die, spoiler alerts, um, he said like your brother's dead, right? Mm-hmm. And he's and then I think when he was actually mourning him, he goes. It's a, like a part of me, like a part of my family's died. And I was like, wait, it. It's because they're it, all orphans. Yeah, it's like, I know. Are the bad guys orphans too? I don't know, man. Is this a giant warfare of orphans? I just need to ask more questions to the people who made this film. YK Kim, help us out. And why does Jeff, what does Jeff hate, why does Jeff's gang hate the band Dragon Sound? It's because the, the dude's dating the sister. And he's jealous because he wants to date his sister. Okay, but if you're going to hate someone in the band, can you really hate the bass player? It's the bass player, man. Yeah. Like you got to hate the drummer. The drummer's, you know, like, or the lead. No one hates the bass player. They're like the fucking most coolest people in the world. They're like, yeah, whatever, man. I play bass for this band. It's great. Every bass player. <laughs> well, the drummer plays for 13 bands, so. That's sorry. Uh... Wait, which one is the drummer, by the way? Because uh, Maurice Maurice is the keyboard player. Dude, we're the gonna Ita- have to we're gonna have to bring an image back up for this one. The Italian guy is the lead guitarist. The girl is the lead vocals, except when the guitarist is the lead vocals. YK Kim is doing nothing. <laughs> like, I, so I don't know what he's supposed to be like. Backup guitar. I have no idea what anybody's playing. The tall guy who looks like Michael Phelps that is boyfriends with the the lead singer who is hated by the brother gang member, he plays bass. So who's left to play drums? Your guess is as good as mine, man. Is there an image of the... the, the oh, them? it must be the other guy who who's like um, oh, Israeli. Oh, yeah, it'd be Jack who plays the drums then. Yeah, he's the drummer. Yeah, Jack is yeah. the drummer. Yeah, okay. All right, we figured this out. There was my brain working in real time, folks. So I have an I, I have an image that is everybody but the drummer. Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got another note here. Back in the Orlando club, people way too into the music. Is the computer science professor there? Probably. He's like, oh yeah, I'll go hang out. You guys are playing this Friday at a club. I'll go. It's like the, the lamest dude ever. This was the second song where it's like. Taekwondo. It's like the almost like a Man of War stadium effect where it's like, you know, how Man of War is like, we are Man of War. It's like kind of. I thought the second song was Friends Forever. Was that Taekwondo also? I think so. All right. So So the the first the first song was Ninjas 
Bikers by day, ninjas by night. Bikers by day, ninjas by night. And then the first one was the Dragon Sound song, right? Friends. Mm -hmm. And then the the third one is Friends Forever. There's there's only three songs that he did, right? Yeah. Quick, someone, someone, while we go on to this, someone Google the soundtrack. Because you don't want me to sit here and figure this out. My brain is just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dog. There's three songs. That's it. My brain is 100% on board with three songs. If you guys introduce a fourth, my brain's going to like just fart. Friends against the Ninja Taekwondo family train yard against the Ninja instrumental. Well, that's a lot more songs than I thought. That's a lot of positivity. I don't know if we can handle that much positivity on this podcast. That much positivity might actually make me like Captain Marvel. That's all this movie is about. Like they're they're best friends that all live together because they're orphans, and then they're fucking stoked he found his dad. Well, it was really funny when I was listening to Friends Forever. I started to like women again. <laughs> good, good. But then the movie ended, and I was right back to hating Captain no. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the title credit. Yeah. At the end, the end title credit. Like, violence can we achieve world peace? Oh, uh, I forgot that. Yeah, I yeah. knew one of you wrote it down. Yeah, All right, like, so uh, let's 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 play the uh, the letter here, um, where <laughs> so we find out you guys will actually let's let's explain it after we listen to it because this is pretty great. This is when uh, Maurice is getting his letter. And, uh, you know, we have some pretty interesting uh, dialogue going on here. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Doug, what happened? I don't know. You won't tell me. Huh? Jim, tell us. What happened? Jim, what is this letter? Tell us. Go ahead. Tell us. Why don't you explain to us? Come on. We're, we're your best friends. Sorry. It's hiding from us from you guys. Oh, man. But... But this looks like your brother. I didn't know you have a brother. It's my father. What? This is your real father? Yes, it is. Are you sure? I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. mother was Korean and my father was black American. She gave me this picture when she was real sick. I was only nine years old. They say that they loved each other and they were real loyal. They were real happy. But then when he finished military duty, he left. And we never saw him again. Perfect. Excellent. It's. I, I, this movie's great. Some of the acting, though, is like really, really good. And then other times you get what we just watched. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very, it's very unbalanced. Um, I, I just love how, you know. <laughs> my mother was Korean. My father was black American. We were very happy until he left us. <laughs> uh, so I, I can't tell you, Sarah will remember this. I, I was, I was watching this uh, during the night shift and by night shift, I mean, nine to 12 when I take care of her and um, she came down and I, I'm cracking up 
this is literally right after this scene. I'm still laughing at Maurice, you know, like, and the Oscar goes to Maurice Smith for playing Jim in Miami Connection because it's, it's fantastic. She goes, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, the last scene where a guy explained that his dad left him and they're all orphans. She goes, how is that funny? And I'm like, just had to watch it. I'll rewind it for you. And she goes, no, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, wanted nothing to do with our movie. <laughs> like I sent my wife the uh, last week's uh, the horny nurse scene on YouTube. Like, oh, you need to watch this, but you need to make sure our daughter's not around. I'm like, well, have you watched? It? I've watched it. I've asked her like three times. Like, no, I'm not going to watch it. It's stupid. <laughs> Every time I see her, she complains that I basically made her watch uh, the Dark Crystal. Like, I didn't make you watch it. It's a good movie. She does not agree with you. Oh, she's wrong <laughs> objectively she is wrong uh, i'll let you argue her, with not, her on that i am one. not she's not even gonna listen to this episode she won't know unless you tell her you know what no i'm coming around to the on the dark crystal i can watch it and not be scared or be full of fear so you know we've made a breakthrough there that's good all right um five dudes living in one bedroom house yeah it sounds great and uh, then he's got u-haul blankets their blankets are the U-Haul blankets that you get in the trucks. Oh, that's probably because they needed blankets in there, and uh, that's what they had. But it just fucking says U-Haul. It's not like I oh, recognize they don't even the hide pattern. It? Yeah, it oh. says U-Haul all over it. Uh, the one scene that made me laugh when I first we we cracked up on this. I did not laugh so hard at this, but like when he walks out and he goes, "Hey guys, I got first shower." That fucking floored everyone watching this film for the first time. <laughs> This time I watched it wasn't as funny alone. I'm like, you know, I would want the first shower too in an apartment full of five guys. <laughs> it's logical, but when yeah. you're with people, it's it's just hilarious. A lot of the house scenes just made me think that we were watching a softcore gay porn for a minute. I don't know why when you said softcore gay porn, it reminded me. I think I know why we don't see the the guy with the mullet anymore. Why? He dies. Where? When they had him all strung up and everything, and they go to save him, and they end up killing the brother who's the the leader. Oh, it was the... him that got kidnapped? I thought it was. Yeah, the... he he was the one tied up. I think they killed. I thought him it there. was Jeff that got kidnapped, mm, and then they kill the brother. Yeah, and that's so... it's dude. They murder so many people in this, and they're just like la la, going home, yeah. gonna live my normal life. And she's like, I know you killed my brother, but I forgive you because I love you. There's a bit of trauma in this sometimes where they're just like someone horrifically died on the other end. Next scene. <laughs> well, you were talking about this earlier, you know, how we start off and there's like, you know, kind of punchy, you know, no one's getting really hurt, a lot of taekwondo. And then all of a sudden it just becomes a murder fest. Yeah. <laughs> well, just... I love it because like Maurice's father, which I know his the character's name actually isn't Maurice, it's Jim, but... I just love to say the name Maurice and I love that actor. So Maurice. Um, yeah. Maurice like, is just like, my father's coming to meet me. I got a letter and everything like that. Or he's going to meet his father, right? Yeah, He's like going to the courthouse yeah. or something to meet him. I like how they all pull their money together to get him a suit to meet his father. Uh, I thought that was just so funny because it, it's just like something that, like, we're all together. We're a team. So we're going to, you know, like sacrifice our money to get him a suit. Like, I do understand the point of view this is coming from. Um, 
and you know <laughs> but then the gang the ninja gang then attacks them and this fucking film flips on its head this goes nuts it's just start murder but it's some of the best acting we've got uh, uh, just well, like covered he, in goop he, from like yeah, a he's screaming Jim, he like picks him up and everything and he's screaming for him. But I just think it's ridiculous. They go and tell the ninja that his brother died and they're running like crab running and jumping off little springs and doing their little dances before they get there. Was this before was this before the scene where they're all at the biker bar and they're like just showing boobies? It's after this is the end of the movie. No. But that was just like they just went to a biker party and filmed. And they're like, oh. everybody just have fun. They're like pulling wheelies. Titties are everywhere out of nowhere. There's been no boobs in this film. I have a theory. I don't think they even asked for that. I just think those girls were drunk in front that's, of camera and I'm going to show off my tatas. That's what I'm saying. I think they yeah. just went and were like, hey, just do your thing. We're going to film a little movie. Because even when the, the, the gangsters are talking, that one girl's just doing this. Yeah. Standing next to him. And they're like ignoring her, just yeah. talking to each other. Now, see, when girls are that drunk showing their boobs, they're they're not boobs in my head. They're always tatas. Oh, okay, sorry, tatas. I have certain yeah. names. That's, that's, I need a chart if we want to stick with this. And that's right. When you're drunk showing them off, they're tatas. Okay. All right. That's just that's lesson one okay. of the many stages <laughs> okay. of what we call boobs. Okay. All right. Now, if you're sober showing them off. I haven't quite. I think they're breasts. Okay. Because it's like not as exciting. They're like, oh, yes, you have breasts. But if she's like, woo, look at these tatas, I'm like, that's correct. That's what you call them. So, anywhere else, anywhere else in the world would be, you know, if you're a ninja riding your motorcycle in the middle of the day, would that, if it, you know, would that be weird anywhere else but Florida? No. Uh, no. I wouldn't put anything past Florida. <laughs> nope. Florida's literally like its own. There, there's like three states. I'm going to go with three states that I believe are just different countries connected to the rest of us. It's Florida, it's Texas, and it's California. I was kind of hesitant there because I consider, I'm like, I don't know about New York, but New York feels like the entire, like, I don't know, maybe they are a different country. The entire state? area. I yeah. don't know. I'm not traveled. <laughs> I don't think you have to be traveled. Just. <laughs> Haven't you watched Friends? New York is a character. <laughs> yes, I have watched Friends. I have a bunch of those tapes. Do you want them? Because I don't. Mm, I don't know. That's a tough choice. Well, uh, I'm going to put a pin in that. Come back to it. Because, yes, I do. But also, I'm trying to eliminate clutter off this <laughs> monstrosity. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. More, more, more. All right, so they get into the huge fight, and then uh, we have YK Kim versus the the leader of the gang. Yeah. And I actually think a lot this entire last final fight scene is like kind of I'm not going to say great choreography, but it's really good for a, a, a cheaper film like this. I think that first one when they like cornered the car in the city, we skipped over all that too. Mm. I, as as hard it is, where they pause before they get kicked, like get in the line. And yeah. let them kick, like, because they don't really know what they're doing. I think a lot of the people in the gang are just dudes. Like, not oh, yeah. actors, not nothing, just dudes. Well, I that, think like, a lot of these, to do it. Yeah, I think a lot of these, like, gang members and everything like that is students from his uh, Taekwondo 
Not too. Yeah. Yeah. That so. makes sense. But like that, that choreography is really good. It's a really good fight scene. It, it, it's like it'd be better if they trained longer on it and actually made that the hits connect. Mm-hmm. I, I, it does remind me a little bit of the Warriors. Like mm-hmm. when they pop out of the car and they're like running around. They like corner them on them. the bridge. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I mean, this, anyone out there, I mean, we'll just go straight into recommendations because the, I want you to watch it. I strongly recommend this. This is one you can watch in a group and by yourself and have a good time. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Okay. We forgot to talk about the beach scene where. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is like, baby, I need you. And they did that little move where he like falls over and just like lands right in her you know, chest. You know, like I would have tried to do something like that when I was like in 19. He got pushed by another girl that he sexually harassed. So I mean, that was like, yeah. that was, he was getting nowhere though. So they're, they kind of thought those guys were, they felt they were hot shit being in a band and everything. And they took it to the beach and they weren't getting any, any action off of it. So now see if you land on boobs like that they're chest pillows Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're, we're talking museum right recommendation here recommendation recommendation watch this with friends you're gonna have a blast mm-hmm. uh right. just watch it friends no friends i think it's great i don't like action films really this is definitely a great movie i love it all right, it's a clean sweep. See it whenever and wherever you can. Let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our sword theme of the museum. This is our final sword film. Uh, let's see. We've had Beastmaster. We've had uh, the last movie we just did, Samurai Cop. And now we've got Miami Connection. I'm going to go first because this is technically my film. I Man. I just fucking love it at the end where they go just all brutal and start cutting people up like that, that the, the final like 10 minutes of this film just is like the cherry on top of the perfect bad movie Sunday. But like part of me can't even call this movie bad, even though it is because it's just so positive and entertaining. It's great. Yeah. All right, Brad, you got second. What do you got in the museum? Sound Dragon t-shirts, those orange Sound Dragon t-shirts. You can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them all over the place. I'm getting one. Are, are you saying that's our first like group t-shirt? <laughs> I wonder how many people would get that if I got one and wore it out. Just post it in the group. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. I expect a present in June. <laughs> Is it your birthday in June? No, that's when we're meeting in real life. Oh, would you like to explain the listeners where we're going and also uh, plug our uh, social media where they can see that T-shirt? Sure. Uh, social media is we just have a Facebook group that's Analog Jones uh, Temple of Film. And then Instagram is Analog Jones T.O.F. I was not prepared to do the uh, Indiana thing, but there is a VHS uh, thing in Indiana. And if we have a booth or don't have a booth, whoops, that's TikTok. We have a booth or don't have a booth we are still going it is the dead formats 2023 mm-hmm. vhs convention and retro media swap meet 
Now just, that's a title. Yeah, we just figured Indiana's kind of close to all of us. Yeah, it's Would've perfect. Been, yeah. So if any of you are doing nothing around the Indianapolis area on June 24th, you can come see us. We might not have a booth. It's kind of a weird thing where they take only businesses first. We might, might not. We'll sell it out of the trunk, whatever. <laughs> and Chris will sign it. All of us, all three of us for a dollar. Yeah, but you're first with a okay. silver Sharpie for black uh, VHSs. And then we'll bring a, you know, maybe I've got some uh, some clamshells, some uh, maybe some black diamonds that are worth thousands of dollars. And also I'm for a buck. Yeah, not really. They're, they're useless. <laughs> they're drug money. So speaking of uh, my contribution to the... <laughs> To the museum. Did you just say contribution? <laughs> to the museum is uh, also uh, the sponsor of this podcast uh, is Cocaine and Pickleball. So cocaine, the cocaine that has fueled this episode, has fueled this movie, has fueled that whole Miami Vice 80s Miami aesthetic. Uh, did you the, did you go out to the gym and play one of the lamest sports ever in pickleball and feel so depressed when you come home? Watch Miami Connection and you'll feel great. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll turn your frown upside down. Combine cocaine and pickleball, you're going to dominate a pickleball. Yeah, you will. You don't even need opponents then. <laughs> Be the owner like eighty year old dudes out there. Come on, motherfucker, let's go. If pickleball played Miami Connection in the background, I'd go play pickleball. That's it. That's the only way you can get me to play pickleball. <laughs> mm. I used to play a sport on tennis courts. We hated it when people played tennis or pickleball. Get off our fields. <laughs> we got to play our weird sport we invented. That's right. Well, no, what is that sport called? We're all waiting. We're all oh, pins and needles. It's Rolf. It was from a high school teacher, Mr. Oh, Rolf. Okay. Right. It's fun. All right. So we all got everything in, right? Everyone put anything? So. One more thing to say is like, the one message I got out of this, like if you attend Central Florida University, it's like you just get in street fights with random disgruntled bands, like rival bands. And like, for some reason, they're loser gang buddies. And then like ninja biker gang. Yeah, it's just the Warriors, but with shitty bar bands. Apparently they're all easy, really easy to kill, and it's very easy to get away with murder in Florida. So I don't know gators. <laughs> I stood my ground with a samurai sword. Can't sue me. All right. That'll end it this week. Thanks for listening to our Miami <laughs> Connection episode. Yeah. Through the elimination of violence, can we achieve world peace? That is correct, Brad. Thank you for coming up with that on your own. <laughs> i hope you could follow this episode <laughs> good luck and godspeed and good luck editing it chris yeah. <laughs> all right so remember we'll be at the dead formats 2023 vhs convention and retro media swap meet uh it's gonna be a lot of fun it'll be fun if any of you come out uh Hey, I don't know how many of you live in Indiana, but it's going to be fucking great to be at a VHS swap meet. So I'm going to love it. Remember to be kind and rewind. Sorry to cut you off there. We're just thrilled to have anybody listen, you know, or care about what we do here. So 13 hardcore listeners. Yeah, we are not cutting that. That came from Brad's heart. 